Welcome to the Lantern Cast. I'm Jim Ford. And I'm Dan Kurtzke. And I'm Jason Grice. Our very yeah. special guest. Our first guest ever. Fresh first guest. What episode are we on, Dan? Uh, ten. Ten, ten I believe this is. Yeah, yeah, last one was nine. Nine was our uh, continuity episode that was very well organized and on point. So then shouldn't this be like episode 12? If we're going with continuity? Yeah, actually. <laughs> we'll retcon out those other two episodes. <laughs> I think this was the episode that we were going to attach the bloopers onto. What? You remember we were saving the bloopers from the first episode for the 12th episode? Was I supposed to be saving them? Because I wasn't. No, no, I got them. <laughs> oh, God. I got them all oh. stored away for blackmail material. Most of them are your girlfriend yelling at you. Shut up. No, the first time... <laughs> no, Jason, the first time we were recording, we couldn't figure out when to start. It's like, all right, three, two, one, and then start? Or three, two, one, start? And then she oh, just starts... Funny. She starts yelling at him. Are you fucking kidding me? Hey, look, three, two, one, go. Blah, blah, Lantern Cast. <laughs> it's the funniest thing that the Lantern Cast has ever come up with. I know. I can't I can't believe we didn't lead with that. That was... <laughs> uh, You got to get her on the show again. <laughs> yes, someday. That would be funny. So, Jason, oh. you yes, go sir. by Darth Knight on the forum. I am indeed the Darth Knight. Why don't you tell us about your intro to Green Lantern? Actually, uh, my intro to Green Lantern is fairly recent. Um, I was listening to CGS, and I kept hearing you know, how good the Green Lantern series was going. So I finally figured to go ahead and give it a try, and it actually correlated very well with uh, the beginning of the Lantern cast. So I had uh, put up a few inquiries on where to start. So I started with uh, Rebirth and worked my way through on Green Lantern. And then I slowly went through the Green Lantern Corps, and I got caught up on that as well. And just recently, I picked up Green Lantern and Brightest Day, uh, Tales of the Green Lantern Corps, Corps uh, selected by Jeff Johns. Right. Uh, I, was yeah. trying, I was trying to see if... I haven't read it yet. I just picked it up recently. I was trying to see if you know there's any hints to what's to come from some of the old stories. Well, you know, actually... Um, uh, I can't remember what it's called. They just recently released another trade collecting old issues. Um, the cover has Hal and a bunch of the core shooting straight upwards. I think um, it's Tales of the Green Lantern Core. It might be, but I was flipping through it. I haven't read it yet. Like you know how like what like half the recent DC will reprint old material when they do is because it'll have some kind of tie-in to whatever new they're doing or about to do. There's a certain character in that trade, which I did not think was going to be involved with Black as Night, and now I absolutely do. So if you want a trade that is going to tie in with current events, then you might want to look into that. I'm just going to take off my headphones really quick and go get it, because I want to see the title of this thing. I'll be right back. Fine. Now, which one do you have, Jason? Uh, it's the Green Lantern in Brightest Day. It Tales of the Green Lantern Corps, selected by Jeff Johns. Right. No, okay. All right, I have it here. It's just called Tales of the Green Lantern Corps. It collects Tales of the Green Lantern Corps, number one to three, from 1981. Uh, from Green Lantern, 
148, 151 to 154 from 1982, and a handful of issues from 1983. Like the the trade you guys are referencing is the uh, Jeff Johns best of compilation, but this one is more of like a like an actual like story arc with some other stuff thrown in. Oh okay. Yeah, this yeah. has Superman in it too for a minute. Yeah, actually, yeah, I think it does. Unless I'm not, because I was just flipping through a lot of trades, so it might not be the one with Superman in it. Now, this person that you were thinking was not going to be in Blackest Night, and now you think they definitely will be. Yeah. They they feature prominently in this Green Lantern Corps trade. Yes. Should I just say who it is? It's actually actually the person who first brought it up that I heard was uh, Murd Adam Murdo on CGS. He was thinking that just because of the theme of death, that they would, you know, quote unquote, resurrect the villain Necron, which I don't know if you guys are familiar with. It's like this. Yeah, like, Underworld Unleashed. Yeah, no, I'm that's uh, familiar. that's Neuron. Necron is um, this like Lord of the Dead kind of. He's he's not the devil, but he's like this death god kind of person that the Guardians sealed away. And I got this trade, and I just recently flipped through it. And I see, like, this whole big story where people are trying to free Necron and they're struggling to keep him from getting out. So I'm like, oh, okay, and they release this now, so okay, he's probably going to be there. Interesting. Now, what are his powers? I don't know. <laughs> I haven't read this thing yet. I th- okay. I've, ne- I've never seen him actually used. Because, like, my, my uh, Green Lantern run as far as old Hal Jordan stories go are limited because I've never really, like, well, until recently, I've never really cared about the Hal Jordan character, so I wasn't big into back issues of his runs. But my impression would be he's just like your general high-end Lord of the Dead kind of magic god person. One of them. Yeah, you know, one of those guys. I think that maybe could be who uh, the Guardian, the Black Guardian is referencing when he says uh, to feed his children to be. That That, I think, yeah. Especially, like, I don't remember who first brought it up, but around the time of the New York Comic Con, someone on the forum was just kind of taking stock of all the characters they seen die in Green Lantern. And if this was you, please tell me, because I honestly don't remember. <laughs> um, and he mentioned, like, you know, a Guardian died in the end of the Sinestro War. So immediately that made me think, oh my god, a Guardian died, and then a few pages later we see a Black Lantern rising and someone off panel talking. It must be the dead guardian. But now I'm thinking, okay, maybe it's Necron and a dead guardian. I'm not ready to give up on this dead guardian idea because it just makes too much sense. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Like, if they don't touch on that, then I would be shocked. You should have seen it. I told Jim that. Like, we were were trying to find, like, a subway or something. And to kill a time, I was telling him that. He stopped, like, in the middle of the street. It was like, oh, my God. (laughs) I had completely forgot about it, and it was the most shocking revelation. I can't believe I forgot about it. And so, because, I mean, the the whole thing, like, you're focused on the fact that, oh, my God, Superboy Prime's gone now. Completely missing the fact that they devote an entire page to one shot of a Guardian dying, and then... And then they, they hit you almost immediately with the a lantern of death emerging. It's like, it's so obvious, so it's so right there that you don't even see it. Yeah, as you go back and look at all of the uh, the other <laughs> runs and the arcs from Jeff Johns, you start seeing all the stuff that he was peppering through. 
And it, now going back, it's blatantly obvious. But, you know, when you're first reading it, not knowing what was to come, you know, you didn't really notice it. I have one to just go back through all of Jeff John's series and just see, like, all right, who all did he actually kill when he was writing these different books? Yeah. But for now, we have a brand new segment because we have a guest, and it's our... Um, I apologize actually, in advance. I never came up with the name. I, did, I never came up with the title for this. I don't think it matters. <laughs> Okay, so we're calling it Green Lantern Trivia <laughs> Contest Lantern Cast Trivia 1. What the hell kind of name is that? Wow. Yes, it's a very long name, and we'll have to you edit it. Just, you just repeat... No, I'm not. I'm gonna, In fact, I'm going to make it longer. I'm just going to keep repeating the same three words a few more times. <laughs> you do that. Uh... Okay, Jason, we got some trivia questions here. Oh, no. And we're going to determine what status of honorary lanternologist you will receive. He doesn't what's have... The lowest, what's the lowest status you can receive? Um, honorary he doesn't lanternologist know. level it's one. It's called the Dark Knight. That, that's the lowest status <laughs> you can receive. It's called the Dark Knight. Oh. No, he, he hasn't come up with levels either, so that's all right. <laughs> come up with levels. I just don't know which one is the best. We'll say five is five is the worst. And one is the best. All right. Definitely a five. Okay, so prepare. Prepare. Here we go. Green Lantern Kyle Rayner was always going to a particular coffee shop. What was the name of the coffee shop? I have no idea. That's kind of after he started reading there. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I had a feeling that he wasn't going to get that. (laughs) Jason, say Radu's. That's it. Yes. Yeah. How many questions do you have, by the way? I have four questions. Oh, God. All right. (laughs) But but one of them has bonus points. Oh, good. There's points for these? Oh, yeah. Oh, Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I went all out. And by all out. You could have told me ahead of time and I'd have brushed up on everything. My my prep time that I had scheduled out for today, I spent buying a new car. If it helps, I didn't find out about this until right before we called you. (laughs) Right? Yeah. I got no heads up. How did Guy Gardner charge his yellow ring? Did he have to fight the Green Lanterns? Yes, that's it. Woohoo! We are never doing this again. <laughs> Who are Alan Scott's kids? Jaden Obsidian. Exactly! Yes! Oh my god, you're like acing every one of these questions. <laughs> You'll have to excuse Jim. He works with concrete in his daily job. He doesn't know people very well. <laughs> uh, since you're doing so well, we're just going to skip the bonus questions. We don't even think you need to answer them. Questions? Plural? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> uh, and uh, the, the fourth and final question. What is the name of John Stewart's deceased wife? Kat Matui. Yes! That's it. You got all the questions correct. You're an honorary <laughs> lanternologist, level one. Fresh. Jim will be sending you a $25 gift card to in-stock trade. <laughs> <laughs> I will be sending nothing of the sort. This is an honorary title. Uh, I accept my honorary title. 
But I will be sending money for Gleek and the Wonder. <laughs> no, no, don't worry about it. I got it taken care of. No, no, I definitely got to do that. Is it like some kind of con exclusive or something? Or yes, it, it's a con exclusive, but you can you can purchase it online afterwards, but you can't get Gleek. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. So you you can only get Gleek at the con. I like how Gleek is like the big motivation. <laughs> he's like he's usually the character that like. Like, him and Marvin and Wonder Dog are always, like, the characters that everybody says brought down the Super Friends. Right. Well, it's <laughs> not the bucket of water. <laughs> yeah. uh, that would be the best. Like, just get an actual pail full of water and say it's, like, like Zan from the Wonder Twins <laughs> and make that your con exclusive. <laughs> actually, actually, that's a good idea for a girl's costume. You go dressed up as Jaina and, uh... <laughs> carry around a bucket of water <laughs> that would be funny oh my god <laughs> okay enough of this this trivia nonsense now we have yeah. to get into the actual comic review portion of the episode yeah we're gonna be talking about uh green lantern 38 the final chapter of rage of the red lanterns mm-hmm. uh well let's start let's start with you jason what do you think of this i thought it was really cool I, I really enjoyed it. I like uh, I liked how puking blood. That was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing wrong with a little blood puking every now and again. Oh no. And then uh, the electric chair that they put Sinestro in was pretty cool. That was cool. And it was also the reveal that the blue lanterns can't function without the green lanterns. That was that was nice also. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Because, I mean, we saw, I think there was a previous issue where they first showed up on Yasmalt and they were kind of throwing lightning at people, but that's, they really haven't done anything that's truly offensive. So it makes me wonder, if they go into battle with Green Lanterns, will they just be kind of hanging out, floating there, making sure they're close enough to amp you up, or can they defend themselves if it came right down to it? I think they right. can definitely defend themselves. The issue is going to be... You know, not so much with them, like, you know, fighting, just taking people out of the battle. You know what I'm saying? Like, they'll be, like, they'll be calming all the red lanterns and sucking the power from the yellow lanterns and amping up the green, you know, the green people. Yeah, we even start to see that a little bit towards the end here, where uh, the group of, the group of Sinestro, I don't like calling them Sinestro Corps members, the group of yellow lanterns. Like, their rings are just starting to go down after that big burst of blue energy came off of Hal, so. And not to jump, I mean, well, obviously to jump to 39, but when they were talking about, when the the Blue Lantern Guardians were talking about how, how Jordan can power their entire core, so they have to have some kind of power with that, you would think, as well, wouldn't you? Some mm-hmm. offensive power? Yeah, cause, and we, we got to see a little bit of... Um... It might have been 36 or 37 where that star was going to go supernova and they were able to manipulate the ambient hope from the planet that was going to get wiped out to affect the star. So they can still manipulate their energy to to certain means, but I just don't think it necessarily works as a weapon, per se. Mm-hmm. But they, like, they can create constructs <clears throat> based on your like your hopes. And they can, you know, they can have an effect on you that through that. Yeah, that one seemed to be more of a, um... Because, like, when they, when they wanted to put out the red flames from Jon Stewart a few issues back, St. Walker aimed his ring, it scanned him, and it shot out a projection of his wife Katma, 
like the Blue Lantern rings are more limited in that they have there's like very specific things they can do. Like you like you can't like just kind of just fi- I don't think you can just fire off constructs like you can with a green ring. You can scan a specific person and then you can generate a construct that represents what would give them the most hope. So it's more like it's situation specific as opposed to just like rattling off like like whatever happens to fall out of Kyle Rayner's head falls out of his head. So then it's more based not on the person that's using the ring, but the person you're using it on. Yes. Yeah. And I, it kind of makes sense that they're the hope-based ones, too, because, I mean, if you're going into battle with a weapon that may or may not work as a weapon, then you would have to have a hell of a lot of hope that things would work out. Yeah. Right. yeah. Well, what are your thoughts, Dan? I, well, I liked the issue to a point. I thought it was going along really nicely, but I thought it just kind of ended a little abruptly. You know, like, like everything's going cool, then all of a sudden Hal's red ring explodes, and, like, the yellow lanterns retreat, the red lanterns retreat, the blue lanterns want to retreat, and Hal's like, hey, what the hell happened? And then it's basically over. And yeah, I know they had to, to devote a chunk of pages to Origins and Omens, which we'll get to, but, um... I, my biggest problem was that I really do not think they needed this Agent Orange tease for the last three pages of of story in the present day at the end of here. I wow. think they could have they could have given us a better a better ending to this issue. And I, and by ending, I don't mean like like I mean I I know the Red Lanterns are going to continue to be used through Blackest Night and hopefully after. But this story seemed like it just kind of stopped. And plus, Agent Orange starts the very next issue. You really need to keep teasing it now. Yeah, actually, um, I, I don't know who it was on the forum, um, whether <clears throat> it was Corwin or Dr. Gold or somebody um, in the Comic Geek Speak forum. They actually pointed out something that was kind of like a clue to the whole Orange Lantern storyline that's in this issue, as far as the whole method and manner of the orange lantern power do you mean the uh the vines yes yeah how it um it's wrapped how, around uh, those statues yeah it's kind of infesting the world around it with greed and like the, the nature itself is kind of clinging to stuff and like it's it's like it's trying to possess itself kind of thing which was nice and i like the panel where we saw atrocitus trying to do the blood ritual to find the blue lanterns. But, I mean, it's essentially, like, it's three pages of the controllers going off to find the orange ring. And we've seen that, like, every issue up till now. So it's like, I don't know. I felt they could have used the space better. But up to that point, I liked the issue a lot. Now, do you think that there's any symbolism the, the, uh, <laughs> that the blue is always the base when Hal's in all the, the different um, uniforms, like when he's blue, green, and red, the blue is the first one. And on the one splash where it's mainly him and the blue and the green, the blue is first, and then the green is echoing off of that. Like the hope comes first. You have to have hope first. You know, I hadn't thought about that before. You said it just now, but it does make sense. I mean, even if you're just looking at it from the perspective of, you know, hope amplifies willpower helps hope strengthens it so you would kind of have to have hope as your foundation right but and you know when you think about it hal jordan 
really, I wouldn't describe him as that hopeful of a person. Exactly. I mean, I mean he's very, he's very matter of fact about everything. You know, he sees a problem, he's going to dive in headfirst and fix it because that's what he does. This never really comes down to, you know, how much do I want to do this? How much do I believe I can do this? It's just, I'm going to do this. Right. So it'll, it'll be interesting to see if he can even use the blue ring. And moreover, if he has both rings, does he have the potential to be, like, insanely fucking powerful all the time? Actually, yeah, yeah like, that was something that I had picked up on. If this blue ring is going to keep on amplifying <laughs> his ring power to 200%, I think I may have actually brought this up in a previous episode, then, like, that power boost may actually help him take on the Guardians in uh, Atrocitus's, um prophecy from a few issues back. Right. Well, everything, and I haven't read any of the Asian Orange thing story yet, because I get my comics monthly right now, but um, everything I've been reading in solicitations seems to kind of play up Agent Orange as being this ungodly powerful lantern. So, you know, this might be a component Hal Jordan needs if he's going to fight this guy. Hey, on I have an art question. Yeah. I, I don't know I, both I, I know of... what you're going to say. <laughs> I Really? Yes. All right. Well, <laughs> when, <laughs> when, um... When St. Walker... Puts the ring on him. Yeah. What is he actually doing? (laughs) Because, I mean, is St. Walker... I don't think he's putting his own ring on Hal. He is. Is he? Or is he... Is that, like, the red ring that he's shooting with blue ring energy? Or what's happening there? Yeah. Yeah, like, that's... That was my my major point of contention with this issue. There's, like, like, a major art gaffe... Right there, like, you can see him, like, he's about to slip on the blue lantern ring. And the ring is, like, crackling energy, and, in, like, it's infecting the red ring. The only problem is, like, when you go when you go to the next page, the panel in the middle, he doesn't have the blue ring on it. Yeah. Right, that's the red ring. And then if you go to the next page, he's, <laughs> he picks up Atrocitus, and you can see his hand, and there's only the red ring. And then there's a close-up of his hand with the red ring, like, shattering, but no blue ring. And, you know, then all of a sudden, he has the blue ring on, and the red ring is gone. Unless what they were going for was something like, you know, you know what was what the blue ring was doing to Hal's body, it was also doing to the red ring. So that it was kind of... Yeah, like, transforming the red ring into a blue ring, so that when it exploded, it was like... It was like shucking its its outer hull and becoming like getting rid of that outer shell and becoming a blue ring or something. But like, and I'm I'm only gonna like spoil something very very minor. Um, you son of a bitch. Yeah. In issue thirty nine, <laughs> in issue thirty nine, they actually make a point of saying that now Saint Walker is going to need a new ring. Oh really? Yes. Yeah. Because he still he still even has his aura after that too. So. Alright. Yeah, but he, he doesn't have the uh, the ring on. Okay, so Saint Walker put his own ring on Hal's finger, and that overloaded the red ring and blew it up. Yes, but they didn't draw the blue ring on his hand to show that it was blowing it up. Alright. I'm just kind of hoping that, like, maybe they'll fix it in the trade. Maybe. 
if when he first puts it on that one panel in the middle on the bottom, that bottom panel is saying administering antitoxins. You know, you administer antitoxins from the inside out, so it would work as if like the aura of the blue goes into the red, and then from the inside out cleanses it. Yeah, especially since the the toxins themselves came from the red ring, so that would be a good place to start. So you think huh. you're saying that the possibility is that the blue ring basically dissipates and goes into the red ring and just starts cleansing inside the ring and inside his body. So that's why we don't see the ring. And if you look on the next page, on the top, that top, is he throwing up blue? Yeah. Yeah, yeah he actually is, yeah. <laughs> so it's, that's more towards the inside of cleansing from the interior, working its way out. Because yeah, after cause... he throws up the blue and he's purging the red out, then he starts to rip off the red uh, costume. Do you guys like it when they change, they pick stuff like this in trades? Something like this, like, if, well, with this is very confusing. Um, most of the time I, I'm not for changing things in trades, but, like, with something like this, like, if it is what, you know, what you are saying, Jason, <laughs> where, like, the ring went in and that's why we don't see it, then, you know, that's that's very cool, except it's very difficult to pick up on that. So if they could, like, put in, like, a, a panel that says blue ring, you know, infiltrating red ring and body, or something like that, that, you know, makes mention of why you don't actually see the ring on his body. Or they could even just go in and, like, Photoshop in a second ring on Hal's left hand. I don't know. Honestly, I didn't. I didn't really notice it the first read through because I was loving that one page. That's just Hal in like the mutant green blue costume, just floating there, smoking. Yeah. yeah. Just moving on from that scene. I really like the fact that um, Sinestro has a spare central power battery just hidden inside a mountain. Because <laughs> <laughs> like when 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 Reen Sinestro War, it kind of it bothered me a little bit that they took their main source of power and put it on Warworld and then sent Warworld into the middle of the fight. It's like, what are you going to do if something happens to this? Right. That's a good point. You know, I didn't actually... I didn't even think about the fact that it was a spare battery. I just figured it was, like, the main battery just, like, buried or something like that. But that yeah. makes a lot more sense. Oh, and I, I would be just completely not... I, I would hate myself if I didn't bring this up. Page 7... Second panel down, we have the triumphant return of the Rage Cat. Oh, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is my new favorite character. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Wait till you get to 39. Oh, I need next there is, to happen. There is an awesome character in that one. You know I, what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, I know. Damn you guys. <laughs> I'm I'm switch I'm switching to bi monthly shipping, so I'll I'll this will start to pick up. I'll start to know what people are talking about. I I'll, I'll be able to go to the forums again. I've been staying right. so I've been staying away. I don't want to be spoiled. Uh, and we end with Well, I mean, if they end up and don't tell me if they do, but if they if they end up like the Red Lanterns just storming the Blue Lantern homeworld, what was it, Odom? I mean, just go, going by this, is there any way that that wouldn't be a massacre? <laughs> well, it depends on if there's a Green Lantern in the area. But it makes, the whole thing makes me wonder, like, can Ganthet and Sade fight off 
affects anyone? Like, are they reliant on being around people wielding will willpower too? Or does the fact that they're guardians and that they have that level of hope energy, like, can they get around that limitation? Well, they're probably, you know, taking a page from the Guardian playbook in that you don't get involved. Oh, those bastards. You know, that I really wish was beyond that by this point. I mean, he, he, there, there's, just, there's just no reason for him to still be doing that. Well, they also have to keep on interviewing uh, candidates for Blue Lanterns. Yeah, that takes so a long-ass time. Yeah, they're busy. Yeah, I, I was mistaken, the the really cool new character is actually a Green Lantern Corps 35. The new Sinestro Corps member. Oh, man. Now I have to check. I want it to be somebody just wearing, like, a bad Halloween, like, sheet. Just going, boo. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's it. I'm amazing. I should write the book. Speaking of the book, we have the Book of the Black in the uh, Origin and Omens back up here. Can I just say... Considering how the Red Lanterns vomit their power, do you think this? Do you think like Black Lanterns are going to be like violently crying death from their eyes? No. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, no, I think that's just her. She's pretty hot. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay, Jason, it's been fun. Uh, we'll talk to you another time. <laughs> <laughs> that I was, was completely kidding. That was a nice uh final guest ever we just yeah, had right? there, huh? <laughs> what did everybody think of the origin and omens here? It was actually uh, a useful origins and omens. I only read the um those the origins and omens from the Green Lantern and the Green Lantern Corps. I didn't read it from anywhere else. Uh, you could actually you could I think read them all online now on the D C homepage. Oh can you? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you went around buying how many of them, Jim? Just for the Origin Omens? Oh, um, you know, all of them. <laughs> hey, it got it got you to pick up Secret Six trades, so it did its job. Well, I haven't picked up any Secret Six trades yet. When they happen. Maybe. Yeah. I think this is the first time we see the, the uh, Violet Oath. Yes, yes it is. Hey, give us a, dra a dramatic reading. Go on. Um, you did for all the others. Oh, uh, fine. If this is what my adoring public wants, then... Uh, yeah. <laughs> and try to be sexy about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's best for everybody if I don't. <laughs> yeah, probably. Oh, no, 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 no. I gotta hear sexy. Do it. Do it. Do or it. Shut up! Do it! For hearts long lost and full that's of That's not fright. sexy at all. Dude, if that's your sexy voice, no, 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 no. How the hell are you getting married? Listen, listen. When I strip at the strip club, they think my voice is very sexy. <laughs> oh. And I just gave away too much information. I'm not going to your wedding anymore. <laughs> all right, go on. From the top. From the top. From the top. For hearts long lost and full of fright, for those alone in blackest night, accept our ring and join our fight. Love conquers all with violet light. That was your sexy voice, huh? 
That was as sexy as I can muster right now. You you, you just kind of let your voice go slightly up at the end of sentences. That's that's great. <laughs> you know what's awesome? What? I got the Star Sapphire figure. Oh yeah. Yes. Oh cool. It's awesome. Is there a ring? There is no ring. Bastards. Well, they didn't know no, that. No, the figure I'm the figure I'm jealous about is the uh, Green Lantern Batman. Oh God. You got that, didn't you? I love Jim? that. Yeah. Yeah, that's you guys my, were talking about that before. That's my mascot. It always looked to me like it would be kind of awkward with that uh the raised bat symbol on the chest. No, it's awesome. It doesn't look weird or anything in person. It's all completely awesome. Yeah. I wonder if that's gonna take off with like the regular Green Lantern figures, because that like just have like a little clip on symbol thing. Well, there was a figure put out in the Superman Batman. <laughs> line it was they released superman batman i think despero and green lantern and it was the first green lantern put out based off the artwork of ethan van skyver yeah and that actually has the little green lantern symbol raised from his chest huh so it's, yeah. it's starting to permeate the figures yeah there's there's a few you know now i'm looking at the john stewart page of this origin and omens and reading over it again now, I think this is like this really plays to us to setting him up to uh, become an indigo lantern. You're talking about the page at the end of this book. Yeah, at the end where he's like he's on the rock with the rifle and he sees Fatality sitting there. Because I mean, like look what God's saying to him over the over the line. How like after every uh, well, I guess we should say first. He's at the site of, um, I forget the planet's name, Zanchi or yeah, something? Yeah, Zanchi, yeah. The planet that was allowed to blow up because he made a bad judgment call and he thought he could take care of it by himself. And the whole planet died. Fatality was the only survivor. That's why she went on to hunt Green Lanterns. And every time John gets into a big deal fight or battle or crisis or whatever, he always comes right back to the spot, parks himself on some of the debris... And just just sits there, just reflects and just thinks. And, you know, Guy is on the comm link saying to him, like, you know, you're just staring at rocks. It's been years. You have to move on. Everybody else has. And through his rifle sight, he sees fatality. He sees the survivor of his mistake. The one other person that can't move on from it. The one other person that he would need his help the most. So I think this is going to bring out like the compassion in him more. Now the question, the question is, do you think that there's a romance in the works for John Stewart and Fatality? I think that's going to depend more on her than him, because we don't know how strongly becoming a Violet Lantern has affected her. Because I mean, the interesting thing is like everybody we've seen become a Violet Lantern so far, and I think there's only been like two, but. Mm -hmm they've been given the choice of whether they want to be Violet Lanterns or not, whereas Fatality was kind of forced to do it. So would that have an effect on, like, how she interacts with the power? Would it is she, like, predisposed now to, to uh, hunt for love? Yeah, and would this, like, common tragedy unite them? I think that's what they are gearing towards. If only because then they can set up a love triangle by bringing back Katmatui. You know, I hadn't even thought of that. But also to support your idea, 
the very last panel where we see John Stewart, you see him flying off from the rock. And if you look very closely at like the light coming from the rock that he was at, it's kind of bluish, but it's also kind of indigo. I definitely see the blue, but maybe I'm reaching yeah. there. Yeah, maybe a little bit. <laughs> Jim will say anything to support what he thinks. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's true. <laughs> Start making up your own continuity. Yeah. <laughs> We're never going to live down last episode, are we? Never. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> we should just totally ignore Blackest Night and just talk about whatever. Well, <laughs> oh. the, uh, the last page of this issue. Yeah, the Book of the Black there. Yeah. Now, is that... Like, I'm not reading Justice Society right now. I don't know if... I think Jim is. I don't know if you are, Jason. No, I'm not. I am. Is that Mordru to the left of Alan Scott and, uh... And, uh... I forget his name. The Magical Green Lantern. I knew his name. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not really sure. Uh, I haven't seen him in the <laughs> Justice Society issues I've read. I think that's more because it appears to be the Guardians pointing at magic users, and it would make sense if Alan Scott's there, that that would be more Drew as well, because it kind of looks like him, and he's a Justice Society bad guy, so it makes me wonder, are they going to try and repeat history by going around and rounding up random magic again? Because that's something they did, like, one of the first things they did before they started the core to begin with was to try and take the, the random chance out of existence by rounding up all the random magic, putting it into the Starheart, which later became Alan Scott's power. Um, question. When we see Hal Jordan back-to-back <laughs> -back with Sinestro fighting off these, like, shadow creatures, mm. what, what, what's your take on that? My, my well, me? Yes. All right, my well, first... Yeah, yeah, for you first. All right, my, my, um... My first instinct was, okay, they're just, they're Black Lanterns, they're just not revealing who they are yet. Then, today I was looking at it, and I'm like, you know, those, that could be a throwback to Crisis with the Anti-Monitor Shadow People things. Right. Which are also in Legion of Three Worlds right now. Um, but then I just kind of trailed off thinking about how, you know, Hal and Sinestro back-to-back -back fighting for their lives is something I wanted to see in this issue, in this story, and I just kind of left it at that which yeah that's something i was, I was disappointed in I, I wanted to see hal and sinestro working together against the red lanterns but it'll come yeah i don't know what about you jason what do you think now is that supposed to be like a prophecy yes yeah it's supposed to be um just like a collage of future events future events yeah it's looking like it could be the black lanterns just not revealing because they look kind of kind of menacing even in the shadows, the way they're they're holding their hands, yeah, and just like clutching, they're, like they're getting ready to to attack. Hmm. But that'd be really interesting to see them fighting again uh, on the same side. A lot of people are expecting Sinestro to get a green ring again in all this. That would be crazy. You gotta wonder why. I mean, I, unless the Guardians thought that could somehow unify the green and yellow cores, I don't know why they would want him at this point. I mean, hell, he like everybody in the world is licensed to kill him if they happen to come across him, so I don't know why they would all of a sudden bring him back into the fold. Yeah, that would pose a, a few problems, and you haven't read 39 yet, right? 
Nope. Okay. I am lame. Oh, wait, no, have you read 35 yet of Green Lantern Corps? Um, With Sinestro on the cover? Sinestro on the cover? No. I just I just read uh, the Mongol Atrocitus fight. No, the Mongol. Um, what the hell's his name? Damn it! Oh my god. I um. His name too. Gulag. Uh, oh damn it! We're such bad fans. Um, <laughs> Archilio. That was his name. Yeah, the when they fought and he, you know, the thing with the tongue. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no. There's, there's a pretty big reveal at the end of that one. Ooh. Alright. I've... Yeah. Like, my books are going to show up, like, next week. Uh, I'm just going to, like, like roll them up and eat them and absorb the knowledge <laughs> that way. <laughs> uh, I've been there. It's like, oh my god, my glasses broke. <laughs> oh, man. Was so, that Twilight Zone? Oh god, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know why the guy didn't just start eating the pages because maybe it would have worked. I don't, you don't know. <laughs> why didn't he just hold the books up really close to his face? That's not dramatic. <laughs> yeah, right. Plus, old books yeah. smell. Bringing bringing Sinestro back as a green with the what's going on in the Green Lantern Corps that would pose quite a bit of problems. Yeah. I would think. Well, I mean, hell, look how. Everybody was all over Hal when they brought him back into the fold. And you gotta think Sinestro... I mean, especially now, after the war, that would be, the like, a lot more controversial and, like, nobody would trust... I'm This is very stream of consciousness, but, like... Like, the Guardians are already kind of out of favor with almost everyone because of all their new laws. Now, all of a sudden, the guy who led the army that killed however many of your friends and family, yeah, he's uh, he's going to be part of the team now, and you might have to take orders from him, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that would probably push them in the direction that the prophecy had shown. Anything else we can say about this issue? I think we're good. Yeah, I think that yeah. covered it. I'm wondering how this is going to read as a trade, though, because, I mean... I mean, obviously, like, Jeff Johns really doesn't write for the trade, except for, like, Secret Origin and um, Rebirth. But I can imagine sitting down reading, like, all, how, like, however many chapters this is, four or five, getting to the end and being like, wait, they all just go home? What's going on here? Right. <laughs> oh, well. I actually ordered the hardcover, so I'll see soon. Because <laughs> I don't like lending out individual issues. Like, I'm not the kind of collector that's all, like, Everything has to be pristine and in mint condition and whatever. I just don't trust people to to not trash my comics, and I don't trust them to always give them all back because I've had incidents before. That's how I am with my movies. I have a little over 500 DVDs. Jesus. And I have them all alphabetized on my computer, and if anybody borrows any one of my movies, I put their name in red next to the movie so I know who <laughs> has my stuff. That's oh, awesome. nice. You you have a better system than Blockbuster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And a better selection. <laughs> yeah, baby. Oh, man. Uh, okay, so one more thing that we wanted to touch on. The spinoffs to Blackest Night. The uh, three-issue miniseries that are going to be running alongside Blackest Night. We have 
Wonder Woman, we have Superman, we have Batman, we have Titans, we have Flash, and we have Justice Society. And the um the Tales of the Core. Yes. So so what are we expecting from from these these mini series? I really haven't been reading much of anything else aside from the Green Lantern from DC, and I'm a complete novice uh, with the DC universe, so I really don't know what to expect, but I'll be consuming all of those. <laughs> nice. Well, they've been they've been pretty tight-lipped about what these are actually going to contain. I think everybody is going on the general assumption that, you know, m- myself included, that, you know, the the Superman one is going to involve, oh, here's Superman and he has to confront, uh, you know, his parents or Pa Kent or, who, or Superboy or whoever who came back from the dead as Black Lanterns for three issues, applying the same formula to all of those characters for all of their different miniseries. Yeah, well, like with, with Superman, he kind of has a bigger base because he's has so many people that have passed away so recently. He's got Pa Kent... Um, spoilers for Superman there. Why do you say that after? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> uh, uh. Let's see, you got Pa Kent, you have his, um, oh, spoilers for, yeah, basically yeah, all yeah, Superman yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> his uncle, his uncle was, uh, was killed recently. Pa Kent's uncle? No. No, Superman's uncle. Like, oh, all right. Supergirl's oh, father. Edward. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see, who else? Superboy passed away a while ago. The Earth Inf- 2 Superman passed away in, like, Infinite Crisis. Um, that's all I can come up with off, off the top of my head, but that's four right there. Oh, you right, know- yeah, right. And then, I'm sorry, one, one more thing. Um, the other, you know, dead was that um oh yeah his entire freaking planet yeah that's something i was gonna say like i would love it like they won't do this but i would love it if like the entire population of krypton showed up as black lanterns like how fucking insane would that be but that leads me to a question i had does do you and this is something i hadn't thought about before and i haven't seen anybody really touch on does there have to be a body like for like, does there have to be physical remains for the black rings to find, or can they like just pluck the dead out of, you know, the ether? Right. I don't know. That's a good point. Absolutely. Because then you have different levels of decay. Yeah. Well, let's see. We know that there's definitely going to be a few people coming back. Like we've seen from the promotions that they've teased, Martian yeah. Manhunter. Right. We know that he has a body. Um, hmm. Superman of Earth 2, um, he has a body. Uh, let's see. Um, Superboy, like, I don't know. Like, what, what happened to his body? I don't, I think he was buried. I, I figure, I, I can't imagine what you would be able to do to Superboy's body. Pull a Spock and throw it into the sun. How did it heal him? <laughs> Yeah, why didn't they do that? Those idiots. They should listen to the Lantern cast. They should. Yes. If if you are fictional and you have just found our show, write us at LanternCast. (laughs) If you're a fictional character and you don't mind being spoiled for what's about to happen in your life. Right. It's like, hey, you died. I what? (laughs) 
Um, let's see, Justice Society. Johns has been writing that. Well, Justice Society, like back in back before the um the Johns Robinson era started, you had Zero Hour, where like half of the founding members were murdered. So you have like the original Doctor Midnight and Hour Man and and uh, Adam and Sandman. It's like if those guys don't show up and Jade, God damn it, if Jade doesn't show up. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I think Jade's a lock. I wonder how big of a role, because I mean that's another thing. Like if you want a good Blackest Night tie-in mini, JSA has their own Green Lantern. Go for that. <laughs> yeah, really. It makes me wonder how big a role Alan Scott's gonna play in this. How about how about the Titans? God, everyone on that team dies. <laughs> I mean, I, I remember recently, well, fairly recently, they killed off uh, Marvin. Uh, Wendy was in the hospital, but, like, from Wendy and Marvin of the Super Friends. Dude, didn't Wonder Dog, like, eat him? Yeah, yeah. I didn't, I, yeah, like, I didn't read the issue, but I heard about it. Yeah. And I, I'm like, seriously? Wow. It's like, I want to see, like, a crypto Wonder Dog fight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm putting my money on crypto. I mean, like, does does comic Wonder Dog have powers, or is he like just a big dog that eats people? I think he is like some sort of mutant dog or something like that. Well, they need love too. Yeah, <laughs> mutant dogs need love too. Yeah, who has died? Uh, Was it is Terra alive right now? No, that's a new one. That's a new there one. There, they they can bring back like two Terras. <laughs> They're like like the first the classic Terra that died. In the whole Deathstroke thing, and then the one Black Adam killed in like '52. <laughs> so there's two dead Terras they can bring back. Uh, so you got Terra, you got like if you read Infinite Crisis, every like everyone that died in Infinite Crisis was a Titan, basically. Oh right. Also written by Jeff Johns. Fancy that. <laughs> like that's the one thing. Like I've ever since we found out about Blackest Night, I've become painfully aware of how high the death count is in just like not even like like in yeah in the DC universe in general, but in the Green Lantern books alone. Like I cannot wait to see a wave of Black Rings go into that morgue they have in Oa. Um. How about Flash? That one's a little weird. I don't know what to expect for that, because, I mean, they've already brought back Barry Allen. So it's like, wh- right. who, who else? Who else do they have? Well, Unless it's, like, villains or something. Like, well, my one guess is, like, we have no idea what the what the story is behind Impulse, Bart <laughs> Allen. Mm-hmm. Um, have you read Flash Rebirth yet? I have not gotten it yet. Next have week. You, have you read... Uh, not for, uh, Legion of Three Worlds. I have up to the one where Bart shows up. Right. At the so, very end. Yeah, so we don't actually know like what the whole story is behind that. So like that may or may not make him a contender depending on what happens. Well, I don't want them to cop out and make him a Black Lantern. I just like they they just said, Hey, magic, Bart's back, and um, that's fine by me. I like him. I like him as Kid Flash. I'm glad he's back. Well, Spoilers for <laughs> <laughs> and that's, but that's if he's actually back. He better be back. God damn. Not to mention you have Death. Max Mercury, you have Johnny Quick. You well, have... I think it's it's gonna depend because like 
I'm I'm questioning whether or not okay, so whenever a flash dies, they enter the speed force, they merge with it, whatever. Does that actually mean they die or do they just start existing on a different level somewhere else? Because if if they're not actually dying, then they wouldn't be contenders for black rings. So, I don't know. Like, the Flash one is the one that I ha- honestly have no idea what to expect from, just because you know the very nature of Flash's dying is in question now. Right. That and Wonder Woman. I don't follow Wonder Woman, so I don't know if she's had a lot of dead people. But I'm actually most interested to read the Wonder Woman mini, because, like, I... Part of me wants to like the character, because, I mean, if they're going to constantly bill her as being right up there with Superman and Batman, then, you know, prove to us why, you know? And a Green Lantern tie-in book's a good place to to check it out. Um, Wonder Woman's mother. She's alive, though. She is? Yeah. I thought they killed her off in, uh, was it Infinite Crisis? Uh, Our World's at War, I think. Yeah, she got better. No, there was something else in Infinite Crisis where they killed her again. Was that like... I, th- I think that was like the pre-Crisis Wonder Woman. <laughs> have you read Infinite Crisis, Jason? No, I have not. Hmm. It's not a bad story. It's not a bad story. It's confusing. Yeah, I just don't know where to begin, because it was... Green Lantern it had a really easy jumping-on point for me. So I just started with that. and But with when regards to the DC Universe as a whole, I just really have no idea where to start. You know what? I got. I have a. Like, uh, my friend's cousin. He's only ever read indie comics. And I'm just like. I kept talking up stuff about DC and he wanted to try some. So I got him to read 52 as pretty much his intro to the DC universe. And he finished it the other day and he's. He's like. Keeps talking about it. Like, he really. Like, he got a lot out of it. He's. He felt like he had the gist of DC and he wanted to read more stuff. Like, the one, the one thing about 52, which I didn't think about until afterwards, it would probably be better to read Infinite Crisis first. Yeah, because okay. there's, yeah, there's there's something in regards to the ending of 52 that, you know, is a, I guess would be a spoiler for Infinite Crisis. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, because everything that you guys have recommended so far, I pretty much read. We well, have that's... immense power. Absolutely. I, I am a lamb to the slaughter. We made you buy recharge. You <laughs> did indeed. Yeah. And I'm I got to see uh, see Guy Gardner, Moon, Batman. Yeah. Sorry, spoilers. Worth spoilers. the price of admission. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yes. And then uh, I picked up recently uh, Batman and Robin All Star, where they painted the whole room yellow. Oh yes. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> that was. And when he just kept offering him lemonade, oh my God, I was dying. <laughs> I was absolutely dying. Because I could totally hear that. Can you want some lemonade? Oh my god. Are they, like, has that series finished up yet, or is that... Because I keep hearing that it's on hiatus or whatever, but then I keep seeing new trades being solicited for it, so I don't know what they're doing with that book anymore. Yeah, it is on I hiatus. I just read the first trade, but I thought it was absolutely hilarious. Um, another trade that you might want to pick up, which I think is a pretty decent jumping-on point to an earlier point, and Green Lantern would be the uh, Emerald Twilight New Dawn trade that's out. Yeah. Okay. That's that's basically like when, you know, if you're reading the current series, there's a lot of mention to how going renegade and taking down the Green Lantern Corps. That's where right. this happens, and it okay. also it's also the origin of Kyle Rayner. 
Oh, cool. That that one's I think pretty accessible. Yeah. Um. What are we talking about? Oh yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, the Wonder Woman. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, um, I think. I, talking I about think, Power Rangers, weren't we? Oh man, it's so fucking morphin' time right now. <laughs> like I. Like, I think last episode or something, or two episodes ago, I said I was going to get, you know, Flash and Wonder Woman or something and get the rest in trade or whatever. I'm getting all of them. Because yeah. <laughs> I hadn't thought, I didn't take into account the fact that these are just three issues each. And, like, I don't, do we know how much they're going to be? Like, what the price point on them is? Are they, like, two ninety nine or? Probably two ninety nine. Yeah. And, like, going going through DCBS or whatever, you know, online comic source you have you know you're gonna i mean you're gonna get three issues for the price of like one and a half basically so you may as well jump on and just see what's what because because just the fact that they're all three issues makes me think that they're gonna be collected kind of awkwardly later so i'd rather just read them as they come it's probably gonna be buy them in library binding yes librarybinding.com yeah Unofficial sponsor. Now, is there, is there any list that's going to tell us what order to read them in? Because we're going to be having so much information coming out at the same time. I don't know. I know that um something that I like that they're doing is the uh, the first tie-in that's going to happen is the Tales of the Core, which is basically like a three-issue anthology book of just stories about different colored lanterns. And mm-hmm. that's all coming out in the same month, like one per week. But right. I don't, I don't think that's the schedule they're going to be keeping for all of these tie-in minis. I think they're going to have like an issue of each per month. Right. Um, now you guys going to be picking up Blackest Night Zero on Saturday. Uh, that's coming in my shipment. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to go with a bunch of people so that we can get a bunch of issues. That's smart. Yeah, that's real smart. Yeah. I'm going to be going to uh, my local comic shop. They're having uh, Romita Junior and Senior there as well. Oh Jeez. my god. You should, like, do something random, like, have them sign Blackest Night Zero. <laughs> and I'll be like, what the hell are you doing? Well, I put up on, uh, on the CGS forums, I put uh, John Romita Sr. and Jr. to do Sin City coming out in May of 09. And, you know, it was somewhat misleading <laughs> intentionally <laughs> just to see what people would say. It was pretty funny. Awesome. Oh, man. Man, I but, wish I had a local comic shop. <laughs> I wish I had a local comic shop that did stuff. I wish I had one. Um, period. <laughs> this comic shop that I'm going to now they uh, they do quite a bit. They had Stanley out after Spider-Man Three came out. Oh my god! And oh. my son, I take him to the midnight showings with me as long as he can get up and go to school the next day. <laughs> so it's always been the deal. You know, you can go, but you have to get up and go to school, and you can't get any problems, or you're never going again. So he does very, very well in school. He's always gotten straight A's, and he's at the top of his class. And when Spider-Man 3 came out, we, we were going to plan on going to the night show, and when I found out that Stan Lee was going to be signing autographs for one hour at like 11 o'clock the next day. Ooh. And I have a really good relationship with his teachers and the whole faculty. So I told his teacher, I said, hey, you know, I'm taking him to the midnight show, and he's coming to school tomorrow, but I'm pulling him out to go meet Stan Lee. You know, it's kind of a maybe once-in-a-lifetime opportunity for him. And she's like, no, no problem. You know, we'll, we just have a spelling test, and we'll do it that morning. So I got to take him with me, and we got to go meet Stanley. It was pretty cool. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. Now, how old is your son? Uh, he's 11. 
Wow. I just, I love like I'm not I'm not joking. I love the fact that like a comic related reward is enough incentive. <laughs> like that like that like that is seriously like that's that's kind of refreshing to hear. Yeah, really. Yeah, he he does he does exceptionally well in school. He when in the first grade he had a sixth grade reading level and comprehension, and he just tests off the charts on everything. So so we do a lot of stuff. So we go out and I have one son and two daughters. My oldest daughter's eight and my youngest daughter's three. And then periodically, like once each month, I'll take one of them and just devote the whole day with them. They can do whatever they want. So we'll go, like my daughter, I'll go and feed the ducks with her, and we'll go to McDonald's and stuff like that. But I take my daughters with me to the comic book store, too, and I get them, like, Tiny Titans and and, uh, Supergirl in the eighth grade and all that kind of stuff. So they, I'm incorporating them into my geekdom. And my my wife is actually going with me to Comic-Con, and we're taking my son and then his friend. My daughter's, I think, was still a little bit too young for that crowd. I've never been to a convention, but this is supposed to be the crazy convention of all conventions. Oh, that's right. This will be your first one, right? Yeah, yeah. But I'm a pretty big guy, so people tend to get out of my way when I <laughs> when I walk through. It's like giant guy by his kids. Let's let's go over here. <laughs> well, it's funny because whenever we're in a crowd or something, I'll tell my wife just you know because I'm six foot eight and I'm two hundred and seventy pounds, and my wife is five foot two, so I'm a full <laughs> foot and half taller than she is. And she'll just grab the back of my belt, and I'll just, like, push past everybody. I don't know if you've seen my new uh, avatar on the, the forums. It's me standing next to my wife. So, you know, I just push past people, and they're like, hey, and then they look at me like, oh, okay, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm just wow. going to shut up now. That's cool. Like, are are your son's friends in the comics, too? Has that, like, has that uh, infected over, like, has he yeah. been the carrier? <laughs> yeah, he actually has been, because... You know, I have, like I said, I just recently got back into comics. I was always, I was really into comics when I was a kid and kind of got out of them once I started working because I knew I was going to spend all my money on them. <laughs> and I, yeah. I kind of stayed away for a while, and that was in the, the 90s. And then I just recently, within the last year and a half, came back. And I'm, like, fully into it, and, and he's into it with me. We'll read stuff together. And, you know, we, we go to, like I said, the comic book movies together. I take him with me, and he's like my little partner in crime. And, you know, we're incorporating, you know, his sisters to it, too, now to a certain degree. But then his his little friend that he has, they hang out all the time. And then so he's been bringing him in. He's like, oh, check out my dad's comics, and I'll let them read it. You know, as long as you don't tear it up, I'm fine. I, it doesn't, like you were saying, it doesn't have to be pristine. It doesn't have to be, you know, no dimples or dents. You know, comic books, for me, are meant to be read. And they're meant to be read by kids, too. So, you know what? You can raid my pile. I have many trades now, thanks to you guys and CGS, on yeah. my bookshelf. You know, pull whatever you want, just put it back. So they'll come over and they'll read comic books. So they're now, now they're all getting into it. So when we told him that we were going to Comic-Con, he's like, oh, man, you guys are lucky. But kids are free with a paid adult. So my wife and I are going, so we're bringing him along with us, his little friend along with us. That's awesome. So we're all going to go and kick it. Are you more selective with the titles you decide to read because you know... I mean, because comics have kind of aged with the reading demographic, so, like, there's a lot more material today that's, I guess, for our age and up than right. there was. Yeah, so, like, do you oh, find yourself, like... Do you find yourself, like, passing on stuff because you know, okay, like, my kid really shouldn't find this and read this? I have a pile in my room 
like a preacher and um, the, the more adult comics that I won't let him read yet. That stays in my room, and he knows that he can't touch that pile. But in the in the hallway between all the bedrooms in our house, I have a really big uh, bookcase, and I have one shelf, one and a half shelves now devoted to trades, and whatever's out there, he can just pull at his leisure. Now my question but, is, does uh, the the Miller run of Batman and uh, Robin? Is that in the special pile, or is that free for That's in my pile. No, no, you yeah. can't read that. Oh, God. <laughs> you can't read that. And then along also with, uh, I don't know if you guys have been reading Old Man Logan, but I, that's I, pretty violent. Like, yeah. I want to I read it, but I'm holding out because I've never liked Wolverine, but I'm probably going to get the trade. It, it, it's a really cool, really cool series. I, I'm really enjoying it. But, uh, like, that, that kind of stuff, you know, he, he kind of stays away from because I, I won't let him. I'm kind of strict on those kinds of things. Good. But I did I did bend and let him go see The Dark Knight with me. Ooh. And <laughs> how did, how he, was that? He, he really liked it. He really, really enjoyed it. He was, you know, he, you know we, we, said, we, we talk about things afterwards. If it's anything that's kind of questionable or subjective, you know, we have conversations about it afterwards, and, you know. You know, that's not real. You can't really do those things to people, <laughs> that kind of thing. So it, we have a really open relationship where we have dialogue back and forth. It's not just me speaking to him. You know, I, I incorporate what he has to say and, and respond accordingly. I had a I had a teacher in college who, when his daughter was um, was young, he would sit down and watch, like, like Nightmare on Elm Street movies with her and explain to her, like, how they did stuff as it was happening. So, oh, that's cool. So, yeah, so she she like wasn't afraid of it. It's like that's not really the wall. That's a sheet he's pressing up against, and that's not really blood. Look, he went into that thing under the floor, and she right. just like she just started laughing at the movies. So it's like, it's like he took the the punch out of it, so it wouldn't like traumatize her. Absolutely. <laughs> or he could have just not shown her those movies. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's a dumb idea. You know, I mean. It's funny because what was that? The Toxic Avenger. Have you guys ever seen that movie? Yes, I I know okay. they've seen the movie. I've seen the cartoon spinoff. Oh, I remember. Okay, the cartoon. well, I saw the movie when I was a kid and <laughs> saw it maybe a couple of times back then, and that was way that was mid eighties, I think, early eighties, somewhere around there. Yeah. And I saw that it was coming on. Like, oh, dude, you got to watch this. I watched this when I was a kid because I really remembered nothing about the the movie. And as soon as it started playing, I'm like, okay, yeah, you're not watching this. But I saw all those <laughs> things. I saw Nightmare on Elm Street when I was a kid. I saw Jason. The only one I wasn't allowed to watch was The Exorcist. And I snuck that one in, you know, at a friend's house and then had to walk home, and I was not a happy camper. <laughs> oh, God. It's oh, the man. pea soup scene. That's that's what makes adults not want you to see that. Yeah. And the whole, and the whole like, the whole religion aspect to it, too. Yeah, absolutely. Is it wrong that I'm now picturing, like, St. Walker trying to exercise the kid from the exorcist? <laughs> Just waving his ring around. The power of Odom compels you. <laughs> I, I think I think we should probably end on that note. Right? Oh, man. But we're not going anywhere, uh, anywhere up from that. Yeah. Okay, so, Jason... Do you have anything you want to uh, pimp out or promote or anything? 
Uh, no, you know, it actually, uh, I'm just really enjoying the, the the quality work, and I really do mean that quality work that you guys put out there. It, I work two jobs, and on both of them, I can pretty much listen to my iPod. So I really enjoy everything that you guys do uh, for us out there listening. And, you know, you guys cracked me up to no end, so I, I really appreciate it. And I really appreciate you guys letting me come on here and and kind of bring your bring the tone down a little bit and the, the quality of work down a little bit, but I appreciate you guys letting me come on. Uh, no, you know what? People, because we teased this a little bit last time, and people were probably expecting, like, a creator or something. But honestly, <laughs> this... No, I mean, honestly, this show, since it started, has gotten such a tremendous boost from fans... Like I mean, like like several times I've referred to you as our most enthusiastic fan, and that's because you're always excited about it. Like you always beat us to making new threads about these episodes. Yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, this like we want to give back to our fans. We want to like give like if we can give you a chance to just get out there and say whatever you want to say, then we're gonna do it because like we wouldn't still be doing this if we didn't have great people listening to us. I appreciate it. Yeah, seriously, like, you know, when it comes down to is me and Dan, we like talking about Green Lantern. So if we could have somebody else come on that also likes Green Lantern a lot and wants to talk about it, it's just more fun. Absolutely. I can't wait to meet you guys at uh, Super Show next year. Definitely. Absolutely. That'll be awesome. Okay, so that's our, our first guest ever on the Lantern cast, Jason, Darth Knight on the forums. And, um... Let's let's run through the spiel really quick, Dan. Yeah. Um, if you want to contact us, that is lanterncast at gmail dot com. You can find our episodes on. Well, actually, you should talk about this because iTunes. We're back on there. We are now back on iTunes. <laughs> I had to change the name, so we are now the Lanterncast podcast. But we're back up, and all the episodes are. You know, available to download. If someone's already subscribed to us, will they have to unsubscribe and resubscribe to the new feed? Um, technically, no, they don't, because I'm updating <laughs> both feeds. However, it would help us out if everybody did unsubscribe and subscribe to the, the new one, because it'll just boost our popularity in iTunes. So now I'm not an original Lantern caster anymore? You're definitely an original Lantern cast. (laughs) You are, and you're an honorary, whatever the hell Jim said at the beginning of the episode. Honorary. Yeah. You have a doctorate from us. Nice. Dr. Dark Knight. I like it. Yes. (laughs) Um, Uh, What's it called? Lanterncast.com is our website. Get to our forums hmm. there, or you can go to thecomicforums.com and talk to us and Darth Knight and other assorted people that are cool. And us. I said us. Oh. Also cool, us. Though. And Darth Knight. We're very modest. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> shut, shut up! Shut up! Alright, is that everything? <laughs> That's everything. I'm Jim Ford, Chowanada on the forums. I'm Dan Kurtzke. I'm Gland on the forums. I'm Jason, the Darth Knight on the forums. Thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah, see you next time. Have a good one.